Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. There are no masterminds in my house. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. I'm getting the heebie-jeebies. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. I'm going with the mild caution on the groceries. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. Say yes, but make it sassy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And today we're talking about the things we really, really hope that nobody will ever say again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Can I just say, we're not nicely. Amy and I were traveling recently, and I have jet lag, and I really had trouble coming up with my name just now. I was like, this is... <laughs> I know it starts with an M. We had a little bit of There's fun. a couple of syllables. Yeah, so we may get a little goofy. We're a little sleep-deprived of jet-lagged. Well, I'll give you a little mailbag while you warm up, while you finish waking up. Please, please. Mailbag. A listener on Facebook wrote in to say, Hi, just discovered your podcast a few weeks ago, and I've been binge listening from the beginning, currently near the end of 2018. That's what we want. Uh, we want a binger. This listener, she says, I have instituted new food Wednesdays, and my six-year-old has learned that most vegetables are edible if you dump enough ketchup on top. Thank you for your wisdom and making me laugh. <laughs> so glad we could be helpful. New food Wednesdays. I will say it's gone out of favor in my house, but... yeah. I may have to bring it back. We've gotten in some bad ruts lately. It's a little bit more new food all the time now, I mean, but I will say my picky guy, still picky, still picky, randomly picky, like recently went on a cruise. His grandpa took him on a cruise. Just him. Right, right. This is so cute. Yeah. I'm laughing. The image is so cute. We had been talking a lot about cruising and I don't do well on boats. And I was like, I don't want to go. And then I don't know with the pandemic, eh, rah, rah, we don't want to go. And then he really wanted to go. And uh, my father-in-law really wanted to go. And so the two of them just went together. And I do think like he'll eat like an entire T-bone steak by himself, but he won't eat like I don't know. He won't eat it. He would never eat asparagus. I mean, that would be absurd to even ask. He's all over the place. Like, he'll eat lobster thermidor. But wait, how does the cruise come into play? Because the cruise has weird food. So I think he might have eaten, like, crab legs, but he wasn't eating, like, 
I don't know what, like a peanut butter. I, I don't know. He won't eat like a peanut butter filled pretzel. Like to him, that is just like an absurd food. Like who doesn't eat that? There's nothing harmful about a peanut butter. So I think on the cruise, he was eating weird cruise food, like lobster thermidor, but he would not, he still won't eat like a peanut butter filled pretzel. It's all over the place, people. It's voice from the future. And I think like he's doing this, like your kid is going places without you and it's not let me underline here. I'm not saying like, and so mom, once you stop, you know, henpecking, everything will be fine. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that when your kid gets out into the world where you're really not there to rescue them and there is no soy butter with jelly sandwich, there's only, you know, chicken wings and tomato soup and they're really hungry. It Those moments, which can't happen until they're of a certain age, do help them sort of expand their horizons. He was on a cruise. You weren't there to, to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to make the potatoes the way he likes them. And so then they have to kind of figure it out. And it does slowly get better. But I also want to say not without attention and focus and, you know, mom doing her best. So keep at it. Ketchup on vegetables is fine. Yeah, You got to push on it. And then you got to trust the process a little bit. It's one of those mixed bags, like everything in parenting. I'm fine with you saying trust the process. I'm okay with that. But let me just lead off with something I never want to hear again at the end of the day. I don't want anybody ever to say at the end of the day, Again, I listen to like a lot of news and podcasts and stuff. I must hear that phrase 30 times a day. So it's like at the end of the day, it all works out fine with eating. Right. You know, people have different opinions about, you know, like drag queen brunches. But at the end of the day, like you can just literally just excise. It's just filler. It's just running in place. But we could just have but. Here's that. Da, da, da. Yeah, we don't need it. But everybody's entitled to their own opinion or whatever. Right. It's a useless phrase that people say to sound weighty, I think. It's horrible. It's horrible. My husband was asking me the other day, this is apropos of nothing, except for the phrase horrible, which I will never stop using. He's like, how would you spell that out if you wrote it? And I was like, I think H-A-R-R-I-B-L-E is my horrible I think it has a couple, like a pirate, H-A-R-R-R-R. Yeah. I or he was like, is it H-A-U-H-R? Like he had a lot of different spellings. So if you have a thought on how to spell horrible the way I pronounce it, please weigh in on the Facebook group. Hit me with the phrase you never want to hear said again. Do you have one for me? The phrase? Now, this is of a, a two-sided equation here because I don't know why one is fine and the other is terrible to me. I cannot stand the phrase, I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it. It just drives me absolutely crazy. Like, should we have pizza for dinner tonight? I don't hate it. Like that kind of meaning, yes. I don't hate it. I don't know why. It To me, it's just like the most bland, like influencer speak that is like, I'm being funny, but I have a personality. Like you can tell I have a personality because I use the phrase, I don't hate it. It bothers me. Say yes, but make it sassy. Yeah. It feels try hard to me. And yet, who's saying this to you? Your kids? Who's saying it to me is just, I feel like just people on shows that I watch where they have judging panels who don't have anything intelligent to say. And it means I'm actually very much in favor of that. Yeah, I actually like it quite a bit, but I'm going to say, well, I don't hate it to seem like wry. Yeah, it is exactly as stated. It is, I don't have much of a sense of humor or a personality, but this phrase will help me get there. Uh-huh. Okay. Today. I won't say that to you. Promise. That's the easiest promise I've ever made. It's, <laughs> I don't, I was going to say, I can't imagine you ever, ever saying it. And 
I do think it's in the category of phrases that started clever. There are a million phrases like this that started clever sure. and then have just wended their way to the least clever version of themselves. Like when Randy Jackson said it on American Idol, it was kind of funny, but it's not definitely not funny now. Yeah, I think you're not wrong. I think some of them start gay culture, African-American vernacular, like it's a phrase that someone invents that is genuinely new and clever. But then by the time I'm listening to like the C judge on Next in Fashion use the phrase, I'm very, very over it. You know what I mean? What about flip to the other thing you were doing about it? I love that for you. Okay, then the flip side is that I do love the phrase. I love that for you. I have a niece who says it all the time, and I have adopted it as my own, and I think it is the most useful phrase in the world. It sounds a little condescending to me. It sounds a little bit like, oh, bless your heart, like how people use that. No, but if you use it correctly, if you're like, look at this sweater, it makes, I got it. it I'm like a fall. It's my green sweater. I'm like, Amy, I love that for you because I mean it. I don't say it in a mean way. I only say it when I really love that for you. Okay. I love that for you. It's such a useful phrase. And also, I hate that for you. You know, we've stolen our friend and lawyer Mark's phrase, I'm sorry this happened to you, which is one of the most useful <laughs> phrases in the world. Which, by the way, let's just pause to explain that. I'm sorry that happened to you, which can be used in response to like, I just dropped my M&Ms or what? Or something bigger. It's like, it's always my house burned down. Yes. I'm sorry this happened to you. And his joke is sort of like, there's never a phrase. It's like a little black dress of phrases. Like, it's, you're never wrong when you say that. You could use it for literally everything. Yes. He uses it a lot on Facebook in hilarious ways. Just like, oh, I got locked in. It's just like one of those long complaining rants that someone puts on. They got locked out of their apartment and the downstairs neighbor who's supposed to have the key had lost it. And it's just, I'm sorry this happened to you. It's just a funny phrase. Okay. Also, I love this for you and I hate this for you. I like those phrases a lot. Can I pivot to something that's very important to me? I could call you out on the phrase, can I pivot to, but I won't at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's tired. I'm it's not wired. It's tired. May I seamlessly transition to something that it's so important to me? I couldn't even joke because I was being fur babies. Don't say that anymore. Don't say fur babies. I mean, never. You should have never been saying <laughs> fur babies. But if you're still saying it. Like I have two fur babies. Yes. Don't say that. I mean, I co-sign 1000%. I hate that for okay. us when people say fur babies. Fur babies, even ironically. This podcast is now called What Fresh Hell? Don't say fur babies. Don't say fur babies, people. Even if I you think ever that's, did, atone for your sins and move on. I think that's what it is, is any sort of equivocation between... And I'm a dog owner. I'm a parent and I'm a pet owner. And pets are a lot of work and I love her and she's a member of the family and wah, 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 wah. But it's not equivalent. And I don't like the messy equivocation happening here. I have babies too. I have fur babies. Like, mm. I'm going to revisit a phrase that I've screeded about on the podcast before, so I'll keep it brief. Can I help you with anything else? When a customer service person has helped you with exactly nothing. Right. And I will say I was having a very annoying customer service problem. Guys, you should have seen it. Amy and I were staying at a hotel. May I just say you would think like in our relationship, like I'm the one who's like complaining to the manager and Margaret would be like, whatever. No, nope. oh, I was in full like <laughs> I want to speak to the manager. Yeah. Staying at a not inexpensive hotel. 
And for boring reasons, Amy and I have been sharing a room. It's not that boring. Our husbands came out. And so Amy moved to a room with her husband. I was left behind in the room. And then Amy and her husband were both using the Wi-Fi in her room. And I was told by the hotel that they were using the Wi-Fi in my room. And I was just having one of those conversations on the phone where I was like, I am looking around my room right now. I am the only person inside of this room. There is no one else using the Wi-Fi in this room. And then I was on the phone for 45 minutes, at which point I never received internet. And I will say the woman did have the good grace not to say to me, can I help you with anything else at the end of the call where she did not restore my internet because I was very, very mad. Don't say, can I help you with anything else if you haven't helped me at all? Unless you've helped with something. This reminds me of the one that I hate too, which is no problem. Like, can you please check on the sandwich that didn't come with the rest of the order? And I'm sitting here while everybody else is eating. Oh, no problem. Like, no, it is a problem. And if it is, I'm the one, the person who gets to decide if this is a problem or not is me, the one without my food. Or, you know, like, (laughs) can I have ketchup? No problem. Like, just say yes, or you're welcome, or sorry about that. Don't say no problem. It makes me crazy. Don't say that. We recently had a dinner where we were, I mean, truly crying, laughing by the end of it because... Our server was extremely enthusiastic and yet extremely bad at his job. Like, (laughs) he didn't seem to know anything that was everything you meant. This was a large chain, I'm going to say Australian themed restaurant. And okay, did they serve steak? They did. They did. And a large deep fried onion. And let me tell you, The finger guns were flying. It was a lot of like, hey, big guy. And you're like, wow, stop calling me big guy. And then at some point was like, you there, little guy. And it was my daughter. And she was like, I'm a girl. And then he was like, okay. And then he came back later and he was like, what's up, fella? And she was like, I'm a girl. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He just was like so large and in charge. But his catchphrase was definitely no problem. But everything was a terrible problem. Like, can I get broccoli with that? No problem problem. And then it would come with, you know, rice. And you're like, oh, it was supposed to be broccoli. No problem. It was just like the guy had never met a problem, but he was causing a lot of problems. He was one large problematic interface telling you that it's not a problem. Yeah. He was just a huge problem shouting no problem at us, but you kind of couldn't beat his enthusiasm. At the end of the day, we were like, we kind of love the guy. I don't know why. (gasps) You just said it. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. You owe me $10. I need a shock collar, obviously, (laughs) at the end of the day. It didn't even occur to me that we were going to use the forbidden phrases during... I do have at the end of the day in my belt. I should try to get rid of that one at the end of the day. Yeah. To me, it's kind of like a New Yorkie, like at the end of the day, but yeah, at the end of the day, we like the guy you want us over with is no problem. You can pull it out of the conversation and change nothing. Then you could just not. It's the editor in me. Like, just cross those words. out. I mean, I'll give you at the end of the day, but you will pry my like from my cold, dead hands. I mean, I'm like, got to say it. Yeah, I'm not. It's not a phrase. I didn't. I'm giving both of us a pass on that. That's not a phrase. You can say that as much as you We're want. We're just of a generation. All right. We'll be back with with some of our listeners. Absolutely important things that they never want you to say again. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. 
Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use fresh to get $100 off your lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. So I have been taking my Nutrafol regularly and oh my goodness, it works. Friends, I'm here to say ditto. It works. I mean, most of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. And yes, it's perfectly normal. But if you also see your part getting a little wider, join the over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow based on your age, your lifestyle factors, because a one-size-fits-all approach to hair products isn't practical. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth by targeting key root causes of thinning like stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LAUGHING. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LAUGHING. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LAUGHING. All right, this is a classic. We have to leave with this one. Cecilia says, it is what it is. Is there a more meaningless phrase? No, there isn't, Cecilia. I'm going to give a pass to anyone over the age of 85 using this phrase. It is what it is. I don't know. To me, it's, it's like so. A- bu- no, it's so minimalizing of whatever the other person just said. Not minimalizing, minimizing. It's minimizing what I just said. It is what it is. Like, oh, good. Thanks. I'm glad my back pain is not that important to you. Yeah. I think from like a grandma, I get it. I don't want to hear it in a business meeting. Have they earned it? 
They've earned it. They're like, they've seen it all. I think of it as like, you know, a Bubby phrase. Like, yeah, it is what it is. I can picture like my friend's Jewish grandma saying it to me. That is what it is. What you're going to do? It's in that category. And I just think those are like, they're so unhelpful. Oh, they're definitely not trying to be helpful. Right, exactly. They're just dismissive and minimizing. And the only real takeaway is just like, oh, I will never bring a problem or a concern to this person again because I know what they're going to say. It's a little tweet tweet. You've earned it. You know, you're a little bit like, all right, you're of an age where you could be like, eh, I'm too old for problems. If you're old enough, then you can just dismiss somebody else's like cancer scan as a... (laughs) Beneath your concern. Okay. I mean, if you're like 90, yeah, you probably can. (laughs) That is what it is. They've seen it all. Yeah. How about these unprecedented times? Nicolette said this one. This is a really good one. I mean, hopefully we're almost not going to hear that for much longer, but these unprecedented times. No, once people start saying it, you can't put it back in the bottle. Like people will never stop saying these unprecedented times. And I also object in general. I get that things have been bad. I get that we have a pandemic and other things. But when people begin by referencing like, well, you know, with everything as terrible as it is, or I don't love the lead in of like, everything's terrible. It's like, okay, it is. I don't not understand what you're saying, but like, I don't want to be auto looped into your perspective. Well, it can be also like in these unprecedented times, printer ink is now 10% off. Like it can be completely applied to the preposterous. I think that's nothing to do with this. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was a good one. How about in an abundance of caution? So I believe I first heard in an abundance of caution. This is the first time I remember hearing it. Obama was somehow sworn in as president. And the justice swearing him in, who I believe was Justice Roberts. Yes, it was. At the inauguration, misspoke. Was nervous. Yeah. Like he didn't say something. Yeah. He skipped a phrase or something. It was like by the power vested in me by the District of Columbia. And he forgot to say by the District of Columbia or something like that. It was something specific. Right. He didn't say like Mm -hmm. president of Guam or something. He didn't make a, a big mistake that you could clock. He just was like, although I guess the president is the president of Guam. But I mean, he didn't say president of Canada. He just misspoke. He left something out. Yeah. And then the press release the next day said, out of an abundance of caution, the justice came to the White House and re-swore him in saying the correct phrase. I love it. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, it didn't need to be done, but it was done out of an abundance of, just to put the issue to bed. And I thought to myself, that makes sense to me. Out of an abundance of caution, they re-swore him in just so that nobody could say, he's not even the real president, he said the wrong words. It was out of an abundance of caution. Now, now an abundance like of caution. Out of an abundance yeah. of caution. Printer ink is ten percent off. Like it's <laughs> just, it basically precedes every phrase. Out of an abundance of caution, we're going to do this thing that is actually much more convenient for me or the organization which I represent. Right? Like out of an abundance of caution, we're moving the bus stop to the other side of the street. Like it's just really because it's better for whoever's saying it. Yeah, the pandemic didn't help this because there was so much lack of clarity around everything that was going on. And so everything kind of became under the umbrella of abundance of caution. And, you know, you kind of had that feeling of like, but what if I don't want to work with an abundance of caution all the time? What if I want to work with a reasonable amount of caution? But that option was never open to you. You always had to operate with an abundance of caution. 
And it's like, well, I just want mild caution, but nobody was offering that. Here's another. Like, I stopped wiping the groceries pretty quickly. I never did it in the first place, but yeah, out of an abundance. Out of an, I was like, I'm going with the mild caution on the groceries. I can't be bothered. Linda says, this too shall pass. Yes, Karen, but so do kidney stones. Can't you see I'm dying here? <laughs> this too shall pass. Yep, I've heard it. It's annoyed me. It's not great. This too shall pass. Oh, yeah. No, it's bad. Just don't say it. Just say nothing. Here's what Laura has to say about this too shall pass. She says, this too shall pass is the least helpful thing you can tell me when I've brought up something difficult that I'm going through. Just stop. Be silent if you find yourself about to say this too shall pass. It's good advice. It's very solid. I don't think I'm a this too shall pass, sir, but I I know a couple. Sadiq has one that is completely vexing me at all times right now. My bad. The phrase... My bad. She says, it's the non-apology. Yeah, she says, it's the non-apology. <laughs> I have a child yes. in my house who uses the phrase, my bad, all the time and has led to me actively screaming in this child's face, like, yes, it is your bad. Like, you just carelessly were swinging that around. You hit me in the head and now I am bleeding. And he's like, my bad. And I'm like, exactly. It is your bad. You did a bad thing. The phrase, my bad, is the bane of my existence right now. My God. I mean, I dream of my kids taking enough responsibility for something they did to utter the words, my bad. Like, I agree it's a non-apology, annoying, passive-aggressive, all those things. But no, instead they would rather fight about how it definitely wasn't their fault that they swung their book bag and hit you in the head. That you shouldn't, your head shouldn't have been there. Not they would never say my bad. Let me give you an example of something that happened to me. And I think you're going to appreciate how much game is being laid on top of the phrase, my bad, in my house. Yeah, okay. I was away with Amy for several days. I came home and my bedroom is generally off limits. I know people who like the kids are in and out of their room. My bedroom is not that way. It's not a like everybody gather, come on in, come on out. Knock. It's my sanctuary. I came home tired, ready to get into bed. I went to get into my bed and in my bed, Amy, was a hamburger bun with some ketchup on it. In my bed. Not next to my bed. Not near my bed. In my bed. Half a bun? No, a person had decided that they didn't want the bun. They probably had had two burgers, if I know this person, and they had decided to combine all the meat onto one bun. And then the other bun, what should I do with it? Just leave it in my mom's bed. I guess I'm already sitting here in bed watching TV, which is not allowed in my bed. And I'll just leave the bun here in the bed. With the ketchup on it. It's like crime upon crime upon crime. It's crime stacking. It's like the scene from The Godfather with the horse's head, but just with the ketchup <laughs> bun. It's just that bad. It's. I shrieked. I gasped. I was going to say, give us a uh, ear-friendly version of your bellow. I mean, I can't. There is no ear-friendly version, but just imagine <laughs> the shriek that I let out when I realized there was a ketchupy hamburger bun that was at least two days old in my bed. At which point I went out. I knew the criminal. I called that criminal by name. And the response was, oh yeah, that was me. My bad. <gasps> and I was like, yeah, yes. When you say you're bad, let me break it down for you. You have sinned against God and against me. And we will now go through your list of crimes. You were in my room, not allowed. You were watching my TV, not allowed. You were eating in my room, not allowed. You were eating two hamburgers and decided to combine them into one. Not, I mean, ridiculous. And then you left a ketchup covered bun in my sheets. 
My bad serves no role in this. I'm speechless. I'm rendered speechless. You should be. Amy, his bad. No biggie. It was his bad. It's a level of comfort. Like you're getting away with like 11 things and all you have to do is not leave food behind and your mom's bad when you're done waiting. Like, and just, eh, it's fine. One thing I will say is my kids are terrible at covering their tracks. Like they always are like, how did you know I ate that piece of cake? I'm like, really? There's literally cake crumbs leading from the cake to your room. You have cake on your face. Like these are tweens. They're no masterminds in my house. Emily, I hadn't really thought about this one, but it's a good one. Anyone in any kind of professional setting, says Emily, should not use the word ginormous. <laughs> I mean, it's a horrible word. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, hey, dude, you have a ginormous tumor? Like, yes, I would agree. That should never be said. Another Emily says she immediately stops listening to anyone who says guesstimate. A guess is different than an estimate. Just stop. Agree. It's an annoying. I feel like guesstimate. I, that one I have it. That's an oldie log. Back in my day. Because I haven't heard guesstimate in a long time. Yeah. I feel like guesstimate has left the building, but ginormous. Don't say it to Ginormous <laughs> is truly, that's a good one. I haven't thought of that word in a long time. Carly wants to like bring in a whole category at once, but I'm with her. So I'm going to allow like an entire category introduction. She wants the t-shirts with dumb sayings for babies and toddlers to go away. Here are a few examples. I'm going to be a heartbreaker. Chicks dig me. Mama's milk junkie. If mom says no, just ask dad, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah, the, the presumed internal monologue of the baby being like a grown up annoying person. Horrible. I'm going to say all of those examples are horrible and should never, ever be used. But my husband and I, who are addicted to Jeopardy, we were catching up on our Jeopardies because we've been away. And uh, they do make a Jeopardy onesie that says future Jeopardy champion. And it made us sad that we didn't have a baby. And we were like our first, gr- we need a grandchild. We have to buy someone a future Jeopardy champion onesie. That's lovely. That's fine. Like It's not like, you know, daddy better get the shotgun out when my prom date comes over. Like those ones, like, no. <laughs> that, yeah, that'd be quite the onesie. Daddy better get the shotgun out when my prom date comes over. We're projecting 18 years into the future. I'm going to be a looker. Yeah. No more of those, please. Yeah, especially anything with any kind of intimate connotation. I'm not even going to say them out loud, but certainly I have seen ones that reference the conception and I'm like, it's a no for me. Leave those out. We were just traveling, as I keep referencing. We were in Las Vegas and it is the town of, wow, you're really wearing that shirt out in public. Like, (laughs) I don't think there's a single one I saw that I can quote on our clean rated podcast But you think like you went to the store, the shirt made you laugh. And then Amy and I just kept laughing all weekend because it was like even the shirts that are like, I bring the party for bride Melissa or whatever. And you always see that person just like struggling to get through the revolving door. And she just really doesn't look like she's bringing the party for Melissa, you know, right? slack faced and and yeah, she's like slack faced and tired and bedraggled. And then the shirt's like, party queen. And it just, there's something that someone should do an entire, it used to be called a a Tumblr account, but like an Instagram, I guess, that's like people and their t-shirts. People whose faces don't match their t-shirts, right? Like the expressions in these people. Yeah, it's really, we spent a day people watching in Vegas, sitting uh, at a little restaurant at the Paris. And I'll tell you, 
the people and their mismatched t-shirts and the incredibly obscene t-shirt on like a guy walking with a child at 11 a.m. You're just like, mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. We'll be right back. We've got even more things we should never say again. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. We agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used hero bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty-calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero-gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Amy, when I'm dehydrated, I get headaches. I get cranky and I don't feel good in general. Also, I am dehydrated a lot of the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> because being good with the water bottle is one thing, but getting that sodium and potassium with the fluids, turns out that is the key to saying optimally hydrated. So whether you're looking to hydrate during your workout, while traveling, or at the end of a long night, Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes have got you covered with over 65 trace minerals, seven essential vitamins, and coconut water powder. Crisp and refreshing without any sugar, this is hydration powered by Sports Research. Each box has 16 little stick packs that you can take on the go, whether you're headed to an exercise class, a night out with friends, or a podcasting conference. And did we mention they come in delicious flavors from raspberry lemonade to cherry pomegranate? Stay hydrated with Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes. Visit sportsresearch.com and use the code WHATFRESH at checkout for 50% off your purchase of Hydrate. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H dot com, sportsresearch.com, and use code WHATFRESH for 50% off your Hydrate Electrolytes order. And now, things you'd never think you'd have to say before having kids. Oreos are not a breakfast food. Why are there footprints on the ceiling of the playroom? Please do not rub peanut butter on yourself again. You should never touch your brother's eyeballs for any reason. Legos do not belong inside your body, ever. Tampons are not a toy. No, we cannot take the beach home with us. Stop crying. When I said get off your screens now, I mean now. Like the time that is presently now. So not five minutes from now, just regular now. I can't understand what you're saying when you only use your robot voice. Please don't lick the dog. When you are outside, you always need to be wearing pants every time. 
No, you cannot wear your Darth Vader costume to church. It is not against the rules for your sister to look at you. I do not want to see your penis again today. Do you understand me? This has been Things You'd Never Think You'd Have to Say Before Having Kids from the What Fresh All podcast. Carolyn, I love this one. Carolyn, you're so right. She says, gifted to me. Please don't say that. As in, that book was gifted to me last year. What happened to just saying, somebody gave me that book? Or somebody gave me that book as a gift. Like somebody gifted that book to me. This is an entire category of phrase that drives me crazy. And it is the phrase that is more complicated than it needs to be or acts like it saves time than the thing which it replaced. Right. Acts like it saves time, but doesn't actually save any time. When I was in Hollywood, which if you want to hear even more about is our bonus episode this month, our humble showbiz beginnings, our humble showbiz beginning, because I couldn't come up with the word humble, very humble. Think humble. Think low bar. Yeah. But although I had humble showbiz beginnings, I did have an extremely high powered agent. So, you know, picture, you know. Hollywood agent. I was rolling with the top Just dog. to preview, it's a great match for you to be the lowest client on your agent's totem pole. Great way to get your calls answered. Oh, God. Huge mistake, as it turned out. Didn't work out great for me. But this person had like nine assistants, as the very top agents do. You know, it was like you had to get through 12 people to be able to speak to them. And the phrase that they would all use is I would call and I would say, hi, it's Margaret calling, you know. <laughs> She's not available right now. Can she return? They're too busy to say your call. And then that was it. No, your call. And so it was like, we are so busy. We are so important and so busy that the words your call would just take up too much of our precious time. And so, yes, can I return? It just drove me absolutely bananas. That's really funny. And I had to stop myself from shrieking your call every single time. Stacy says one that I never thought of, but it's totally weird. I absolutely cannot handle it, says Stacy. When people say, keep your eyes peeled. I want to throw up just typing it. <laughs> it is an extremely gross phrase. What the heck? Why do we say that? It's very clockwork orange kind of thing. I don't know. We should Google it. Yeah, eyes peeled. I don't want to because I will see peeled eyes. No, thank you. It's a, Yeah, don't say that anymore. I'm with her. Yeah. I like it. Keep your eyes peeled. I actually do like that phrase, but it is disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm getting the heebie-jeebies. I like the phrase peepers as well. I will still use it. Like, hey, peepers. Oh, you've never sounded older. (laughs) Put your your peepers on this. Put your peepers on this thing over here. I like peepers as a phrase. I know. I'm a thousand years old. But speaking of... Yeah, someone said it to me a long time ago, a guy who I was dating who I thought was really cool. He said something about peepers. And I, like many of my, um, you know, parts of my personality, I just stole it for my own. He was really cool. And he said peepers. And sometimes I try to pull it off for myself. I don't think it's going that great. But (laughs) while we're speaking about being old, any use of the phrase young ladies to describe people who are clearly not young is the greatest sin a person can commit. You know, I am a very recent recipient of that sort of... Oh, I think you and I were getting that treatment a bit in Vegas. The young lady. Well, what do you young... Where are you young ladies heading? And I was like, oh my God, they're saying young ladies because they don't think we're young. It was appalling. Yeah. Yeah, don't say that. Not cute. I, my mother, that was her pet peeve. Like if a waiter 
ever said, and what can I get for you, young lady? I was like, we should just pack up and go. Like she was so mad for the rest of the day. And the older you get, the more it happens. Yeah. I feel like the finger guns, like condescending reference. I think we should cut out young ladies for people who are not young. I think we should cut out big guy. Or for people who are young. Just don't call people young ladies. Like Liz ladies is weird. Just young leave, ladies. Just let's leave it. Is it okay for like six-year-olds? Like, hey, young ladies, let's listen up here. I think anyone under 12, I think it might be okay. Teachers would be like, just say friends, just say folks, just say, yeah. Just yeah, stop. maybe leave it out. <laughs> yeah, I think big guy is annoying for people. I have friends who are large people and like people are like, hey, big guy. And it's like, I don't need to be reminded about my size every 10 seconds. Let's leave that out. Right. This is a really good one. Hillary says she's annoyed by people who say my happy place when posting pictures of themselves at the beach, lake, whatever. Don't say this is my happy place. I never heard of that phrase before Facebook. And then you see it like 12 times a day. I'm going to give my happy place pass, but I'm not going to say it's not annoying. I'm going to give it a pass. Yeah, it's I get it. It's a little bit this the live, laugh, love sign at this point. Like, okay, I think we get what kind of person you are. Let's move on. It's the whole idea of like, I have to take a picture of my feet on vacation. It's the whole gesture, which must be punctuated by the three words, my happy place. Yeah, I get it. I get why it's annoying. I get it. <laughs> Cosine. I was going to try to resist. How about this one? No offense. It means you're about to say something very rude, but you think I won't get upset because you told me first. This is another one that my kids use that really makes me laugh. And they also don't really... My kids use a lot of phrases like... Not to be insensitive, but, and then it never matches what they say next. They're like, not to be insensitive, but I don't like crackers. I'm like, yeah, that's not insensitive. They have a lot of like transitional. Oh, they over apply it. Oh, they totally over. No offense, but is it time to get in the car? Like, I don't know. They just they use them <laughs> as like random transitional phrases. Well, good for them because adults use them to mask things. Allison says, with all due respect or respectfully are both phrases she hates. A judge I worked for, says Allison, says that anything said after with all due respect is automatically disrespectful. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically like I'm teeing up the ball to say something insulting to you. This might be bad if I say, but here's the bad thing. Right. Like that sentence construction <laughs> is problematic. And you know that it's bad. Like you're acknowledging that you stink. This is the written version of this. People don't say this out loud, but it drives me nuts when people say like, oh, I don't know, like, looks like you need to put down the cookies, comma, LOL. Like if you put LOL at the end of something <laughs> insulting. <laughs> Who are you talking to? That's appalling. Oh, God, people do that kind of stuff. I mean, that's a weird example, but this putting LOL at the end of an insult means it's not really an insult because it was a joke. Like if you have to indicate that it's a joke. I just was watching a rerun. Oh, my God. An old school rerun of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. So funny. Teresa puts out a cookbook in which she says, like, this friend can't cook and this friend isn't even really Italian. And this friend, like, at least I don't have hookers at my restaurant or whatever. And everybody, they show everybody coming out reading the cookbook. And they're like, what the hell? What did she do this? And then she's like, it's a joke. Has nobody. It's funny. Like, ha ha. And, and her friend was trying to say to her, like, but it's not like, but I'm not laughing. You just insulted everybody. You cut me deep, Shrek. Yeah. But there's no joke here. That's LOL. Like you don't get to, it doesn't turn into a joke because you wrote those three letters that you insulted Have somebody. Have you ever seen the threads, like people compile them where their parents think LOL means lots of love and they're like, grandpa died, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're good. Check that out. If you need just an uplift, Google people who think LOL means lots of love. Emily says, don't say preggers and don't say hubby. They are like nails on a chalkboard to her. Please don't say those things. Preggers, not good. Hubby, do I give a pass to that one? I don't think I care about hubby. Preggers is annoying. It's like infantilizing again. It's like young ladies, like, oh, you're preggers. Like, nope. I'm team, I don't like we're pregnant. I mean, I think that may have passed. I'm definitely like, it particularly drives me insane when a man says when we were pregnant. It just, the we're pregnant thing drives me absolutely insane. But I mean, if you want to do it, I mean, I'm not here to yuck your yum, but wow, it's not great for me. Not great at all. I think very few people, right. The only person who's ever said we're pregnant is the person who wasn't pregnant. I don't think I've ever, those words have ever come out of my mouth. It's definitely, I feel like this might be an old person thing. I think that the young say it now. I mean, I've heard people I like and enjoy use it. Yes. Well, because it's like participatory. Like I'm here, I'm 50%. Right. We're in this together. Right. But not the pregnancy part, unfortunately. No, no, thank you. I'm not interested in that phrase. I'm pretty sure I did that. All by myself. Jennifer says, don't say move forward. I call it Bravo speak and it drives me bonkers. Give me it in a phrase. I'm not sure if... Like, can we just move forward from... Like, can we just stop talking about this thing that I don't want to talk about anymore? So I'm going to phrase it. Can pregnant way? Yes. Pregnant way? Just move forward. In other words, just stop talking about the thing. (laughs) Stop explaining how, why I'm at fault for something, why something maybe really is my bad, right? It's a thing that somebody says, well, it's my bad. Yeah, it kind of is your bad. It was really insensitive. Really, Can we just move forward? Yes. Can we just move forward? It's like, wait, I'm not on board. My mother-in-law has an expression that I like. I hope you have a rat in your pocket when someone says, when are we going to move the furniture? What? Because her expression means, I hope you're talking about you and the rat in your pocket because I'm not going to be any part of that. So I have definitely, again, adopted that phrase. I hope you have a rat in your pocket. (laughs) It could be like a hobbit or a fairy or something else small. It could be an imaginary friend, but I just like the phrase like, when are we going to go pick up dinner? I hope you have a rat in your pocket because I am not going to do that at all. So I hope you're talking about you and the rat. I'm going to close with this one because I think it's important just to keep in mind that we're bothering people when we say things we don't know that we're saying that are bothering them. Just keep it in mind. You're bothering people. Christine says she loves watching international house hunters, but every time somebody says this ticks all my boxes, I want to scream. Yeah, it's gross, really gross, especially the use of the word my in that sentence. Don't say ticks all my boxes. It sounds intimate and upsetting. (laughs) Like say... It checks all the boxes is fine, but nothing should be ticking all of your boxes. It doesn't sound right. Don't say tick. You're not British, right? Is that the problem Mm, that we're... Yeah, I think tick, it's a trifecta. Let's take it apart. Ticks is problematic, right? It's tick, it's my, and it's box. And those three words should never be used together. It checks off all my How about this one, Amy? I like it. It's got a lot going for it. Yeah. We don't need a clever phrase. It's got a lot going for it. I mean, it's a used phrase. It's maybe even overused phrase, but I'm going to allow you to ever say that again. Yeah. It's good. I like it. It's got a lot going for it. There's a lot I like about it. There you go. All done. Love it. Guys, 
Have you signed up for our subscription model yet? If you go to our website, whatfreshhealthpodcast.com, you'll see a big button, sign up for What Fresh Health Plus. Why should you? Well, you get ad-free episodes and you also get our monthly bonus episodes. This month is going to be about our humble showbiz beginnings. Our bonus episodes are always not parenting related. Of course, neither was this one. Complete nonsense. You know what they do? They tick all my boxes. <laughs> right. Our bonus episodes. Right. Right. If silly episodes like this are your jam and you want truly freeform silliness where we talk about all kinds of stuff we do not talk about on the usual episodes, our bonus episodes are for you. Have we got you covered? Yep. So it's in the website. It's in the show notes for this episode. Come join us at What Fresh Plus. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time. So long. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the no guilt mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.